News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, homes on offer through the state-backed cost rental scheme are proving so popular that they are oversubscribed. That's according to Housing Minister Dara O'Brien, who joins us now. Good morning to you, Minister. We will get into cost rental in just a moment. But I do want to ask you about Minister for State, Robert Troy, who obviously resigned uh, from his ministry on Wednesday night. Your reaction to that? Yeah, look, Robert obviously made up his own mind in relation to that. And uh, I'm sorry to see Robert go, to be honest with you. I think he was a a really effective uh, minister. He was very honest. He made uh, some mistakes. He held his hands up and he rectified them. Um, but it had gone on for, you know, eight, ten days. And I think it was obviously having a toll on Robert and his family as well. Um, I think there are learnings that are needed from this, no question. I think there's certainly, as I've been asked before, I think there's in relation to the declaration of interests that, uh, we, that changes could be looked at, particularly around declarations if TDs or senators actually have arrangements with local authorities through a rental accommodation scheme or HAP or that, uh, that that's a change that could be made. But I, I personally am very sorry to see... Uh, was it the right move, it. though, his resignation? Well, it was his decision, and I think uh, he, he came to that. Um, I had been very supportive of Robert in the role that he was in. Uh, I think he, you know, he, he did hold his hands up. He, you know... Uh, answer detailed questions. He had said as well that any of we believe he's still going to do this is that to make a statement in the doll, which is the right place for us, and to take questions on it too. Um, and uh, I believe I believe he will do that. And I think for Robert now, it's important that him and his family are given given a bit of space. I'm sure it's been a, a tough ten, twelve days uh, for them, but he has made that decision himself. I respect that. Uh, there's no question that in my mind that there's a that Robert Troy will be back at some stage in, into the future. He's a very effective TD. He okay. And I, 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 I hear what you're saying. You want to put you know? it to bed and, and, and that's fine. You don't want to say whether you think it's right or wrong that he resigned and it's his, his matter for him. But there's a wider issue here about politics and, and, and the perception of conflicts of interest in politics. We had Rory Hearn, who's a housing expert on the show yesterday, and he was calling for, for TDs, perhaps who have interests in property, not to be allowed to vote on certain matters in the Dáil. Ethics and politics is something people are concerned about. We had a member of the opposition suggesting that this is old school Fianna Fáil politics, which I, I'm sure you, you might take some exception to. But does SIPO need more teeth? Because they've been calling for having greater powers since the early 2000s, 20 years ago, and they still don't seem to have. It seems to be very little carrot or stick. Uh, they're more like they can advise, they can say things. But sure. there does seem to be an issue here. Well, they do have investigatory powers, and they do, and like, uh, in fairness, the ethics legislation here in, in the Republic is very strong. Uh, the uh, declarations that need to be made on an annual basis are very clear, and in this instance, obviously, there are mistakes there. I get that. I've read reports of another instance there there today of uh, within another party, and look, that happens. And within uh, your own party, Sean Hahi has said that, that he has rental properties that, yeah. that, you know, there's questions being asked of all no, parties that. at the I, moment. I, I think, I, I think, look, to be fair, um, there, there are opportunities now. There have to be learnings from this. Uh, the Taoiseach has said, and I'm saying it here to you now as well today, that where that legislation needs to be strengthened, in, in particular around the declarations, uh, that that can be done and, and that I would actually welcome that. Uh, Michael McGrath, to be fair, as Minister with Responsibility for this, actually has been working uh, before all this came out uh, on changes to the declarations and the, sorry, to the, the legislation 
around uh, around ethics uh, in public office. I think, look, there's a case in point within the doll of any TD. You, you want people who are representative of the of the country. Many people have different interests, business or not. Could they be interested in sport or people? Some people have property or were educators in in the past or whatever. What usually would happen if someone speaks in the doll is that someone references that, and uh, you know that that is a custom and practice that's gone on uh, quite a long time. I think the idea of saying that. TDs or senators that are elected by people can't speak on this, that or the other, I think is a very strange... Um, but uh, but is it, Dara, in fairness, I, and I hear what you're saying about people who have an interest in sport and other people have said, well, if you have children, should you not be allowed to speak on the children's yeah, allowance? No. But those aren't business interests. They're, they're kind of different issues. But if you are, say, a publican or if you are a landlord, should you, you should, be allowed you enter should a, should you be allowed to enter a debate and vote on legislation that might materially benefit you as a TD? Well, Look, I, I think there would be a legal problem for saying that TDs who are elected by the people can only vote on certain things and not others. I think like that would be, I believe there would be a very serious legal and constitutional issue with that. I think people would understand that. But having said that, I think particularly around, you know, if someone's a publican and there's legislation coming forward or debate in relation to licensing uh, and operations of pubs and that, they should very clearly state it within the debate. And that does happen. Uh, but maybe that is an element that needs to be that needs to be strengthened that people are putting down like that's the whole purpose of the of, of the declarations that people are very clear that if anyone has any interest what they are uh, but it, certainly during the course of the debates I've seen it many many times over the years that I've been in the doll since 2007 that people when they get up on their feet to speak say look by the way I'm okay. a Republican, and I think that that's the way to do, do it you, but look do you think sep- do you think Sippo do you think that they need additional powers well, as I said to you, Michael McGrath has been working on that already, and I think there will be learnings from, from this. Uh, and to be fair, um, that the body politic does need to respond uh, and to make sure that there is confidence within uh, the, the ethics legislation that's there around the declarations and how things operate. And I would certainly welcome that. And I've, I have no doubt like that, uh, that, that changes and relevant changes will be made. But as I said, okay. well in advance of this controversy, coming up, the Minister McGrath had actually been working and is working on that already. Right. And I would support any relevant changes in that space. Moving on to cost rental, it's proved very popular. I'm sure you're delighted. But, but as a consequence, it's been oversubscribed. More people want to take it up than it is available. Will we ever see a situation or are we approaching any time soon a situation where supply of housing to purchase or indeed to rent will meet demand? Because it seems to me there is a consistent shortfall. Yeah, look, we've had 10, 12 years of very significant undersupply in housing, both on the public housing, social housing side, uh, affordable indeed, and and private, and we're playing catch-up. Uh, on the cost rental, if I could just say very briefly, this is a tenure of housing that didn't exist uh, 12 months ago. State-backed affordable long-term rents where there's secure tenure, and as you rightly say, it's been very, very popular. Now, we've hundreds of tenants in place already. This was an initiative I brought forward and government brought forward that we've legislated for and, and we've, we've funded, uh, you know, hundreds more. I want to see that to get into the thousands because you're right, we absolutely do need more because like this week we opened uh, 118, 118 uh, new cost rental apartments. It was great to meet, you know, new tenants going in there who, who know that they're going to be safe and secure in those properties and they're paying an average 35% below the market rent. But absolutely we need more, but that's the purpose of housing for all is to drive up the supply uh, in affordable housing, both for purchase and rent, which we're going to have affordable purchase homes this year for the first time in a generation. 
the first home scheme, which I discussed with you on your show not so long ago. Uh, we've had hundreds of applications. That's a scheme where first-time buyers can, the state will take an equity between the finance they, they have and the finance they, that they need to help them buy a house. And many of those people are renters. And I'm pleased to tell your listeners that we've issued the first contracts for actual purchase within that over the summer. And the interest has been really, really strong. But fundamentally, to get we to your know point, the interest is strong. We know the interest is yeah, strong. We know the demand is strong. It's the supply side that's the difficulty. Oh, no, absolutely. And, and look, this year we've we we're coming from a very low base. The last two years, in, on average, in 2020 and 2021, about 20,000 homes were delivered, and that's between public and private. And about half of them were actually backed by the state. And um, this year we're targeting 24,600 because you have to build okay. up that capacity. And I'm confident, by the way, that we're going to exceed that target. Now, that's still not enough, Kira. Like, we need to be you 30, know, delivering on average about thirty to 33,000 okay. a year. We will get to that under when? the course of this plan. Well, I'm, I'm hoping all things being equal, and we have had some challenges, obviously, with, with COVID and Ukraine and supply chain inflation and that, is that like, we're targeting next year 29,000 new bills. And with the pipeline and projections that we have right now, and this comes with a little so bit 2024, of a So 2024, we should... For next year, I think like, we're going to significantly increase from 20 to 25,000 this year, which is a big jump. And next year, I see there being another significant jump forward. What is interesting in the permanent TSB report this morning that I heard you reference earlier on, yourself and Jonathan, is that about 45% of the new mortgages in the month of July were for first-time buyers. Like, we have the highest amount of first-time buyer interaction in the mortgage market since actually 2011. Okay. Now, it's not enough. No, and, and there are the other things in that report. Nearly half the people can't live where they'd like to live. A, th- a third of people yeah. can't live where they grew up. Can I just ask you about, because many people are concerned about their kids at the moment, not just about getting a house, but students. We still don't even have Leaving Cert results at this late stage of the year. But students are about to look for accommodation in their droves. Some of them don't even know where they're looking for it yet. Are we going to see chaos next month? I hope not. I've been talking to Simon Harris about this. I was actually in a discussion with Simon earlier this week and we've been, you know, we've about right now um, 40,000 or so uh, students live in purpose-built accommodation. We want to see more of that built and there has been a, a viability gap within it that Simon has been working on. Now, there's been changes being made to the rent-a-room scheme, which has been pretty successful so far. And from talking to Minister Harris there that we believe that there will be, you know, significant opportunities in that space. It is very challenging right now for students and for, for all renters, but particularly when, you know, we, we've been using student accommodation. Uh, will we see a situation where, where kids aren't able to take up a college place because they simply have nowhere to live? I, I hope not, Kira. And look, from talking to the Minister for Higher Education just earlier this week, um, you know, that is his whole focus and that is government's focus to make sure that that does not happen. Uh, like only last, or sorry, in the, in the month of July, um, Cabinet agreed changes with, with Minister Harris that would help us actually look at a, a, a new model of student accommodation, kind of along the lines of cost rental, which we've just discussed, okay. to be able to, to build more purpose-built student accommodation, particularly on campus. But it, it is absolutely our focus right. and working directly with Minister Harris on it. Look, thank you very much for speaking to us My this morning. Yeah. That is Housing Minister there, Dara O'Brien. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.